Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm a craftsman. I'm a worker in nearly all weather. I'm a mentor. And I'm a small business owner. But most of all, I'm a dad. Luckily, I'm insured by a mate. I'm R of the tradies, mate. So get a quote today, online, or call 13IMAR. They're the tradies, mate. Let's IMAR! Pick up 40 Chicken McNuggets and Tangy Cajun Sauce at Macca's Drive-Thru today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Uh, Monday night edition. Always uh, great to be in the chair. Brett Phillips, little half-hour wrap of the day in sport. We'll talk some tennis after 8 o'clock, as we always do with the first serve. Sporting Capital up after uh, 10. I think everyone has sung the praises of Gather Round, so I'll just add, really, uh, to the chorus uh, on my armchair over the next, over the last uh, three days, four days. I did start with the Crows, who I haven't called on AFL Nation the week before, and, gee, they've become probably the most appealing team to watch in the competition, the Adelaide Crows, uh, right now, uh, playing some uh, phenomenal uh, footy, so... Let's see how their season uh, tracks. But I think the highlight for me, and when I tuned into SEM with uh, Kane and Bucks, who kicked off the day with breakfast uh, this morning, and some of the first words that came out of Nathan Buckley's mouth were, let's try and have a suburban round of football here in Melbourne. And when you watch the two games at Norwood in particular on the weekend, that was just that just warmed my heart because I do live in yesteryear, and that's just me. But that's how I grew up watching football. In the outer, on the terraces, standing amongst the masses, heavily outnumbered most of the time, supporting my beloved Fitzroy. But that's what it was all about. It was, it just, it was an ambience and an atmosphere that was unrivaled to me. And, and just the way people barracked, the way people supported their team. And if we can somehow keep that in footy, as much as we've got beautiful stadiums these days and it is about uh, comfort for people, I understand all that, more and more appealing as the years have gone on for families to come to the footy and have a really good experience. So we're a long way from the days of being out in the outer at the Western Oval or Cadinia Park or Moorabbin, Victoria Park, Princess Park, whatever the case may be. But I think there's still a place for us to be able to go back to those suburban type grounds. Aesthetically, it looked absolutely uh, magnificent. So if you were there, I'd love to get your account of what it was like just to go as a travelling fan, if you're listening in Adelaide uh, tonight, just that ability to to go and stand at the footy and just be absolutely packed to the rafters. one 736 736 That is on the Harcourts open line for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts, your move, your Harcourts. If you want to shoot us a temper text tonight, the all-new Temper Pro. It's Temper's most adaptive mattress 
ever. It's here. It's a mattress like no other. 0433 98 11 16. So we'll give you a little bit of a wrap of the day in sport. We'll talk some tennis after eight and we'll bring you some of the best chats of the day and take your calls after 10 with the Sporting Capital a little bit uh, later on tonight. So Saints uh, top of the table despite going down to the pies. Still a very healthy percentage. St Kilda 144.1. The Bombers who in some people's eyes have been the surprise packet but if we go back over the last three or four years with the Bombers we know their best footy has certainly told us that they can be up around the pointy end but they've never been able to put it together but you always felt with a guy like Brad Scott coming in as coach that you'd be able to trust them a little bit more, just the way he was going to set up the team. Uh, Collingwood on 16. Carlton heavily scrutinised across uh, the weekend. Hadn't been in stellar form to start the season. Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide and Brisbane making up the top eight at this stage. And Port Adelaide, haven't they, haven't they bounced back in a big way, Port? So there's some pride there. They're certainly playing for their coach, whether their coach is going to be there at the end of the season into his 11th year, having not... Uh, made a grand final. All that will play out, but right now Port Adelaide uh, playing with some enormous spirit. Just on Port Adelaide, a little segue into Jason Horn francis If you missed some of the chats on SEN uh, throughout the day, and I think those images of Ken Hinckley going up to Jason Horn francis pouring rain at the Adelaide Oval on Saturday night and just looking at his player in the eye and backing him and putting an arm around him and just letting him know there's some real love in the camp at Port Adelaide. But let's get Kane Corns and Nathan Buckley's thoughts who discussed the criticism of Jason Horn francis This was on SEM Breakfast this morning. The moment Jason Horn francis requested a trade, there was um, a lot of North Melbourne fans calling him a mummy's boy and doing all of that. His former teammates, including Cam Zerha, were very critical on social media about the fire sale and all of that before I said anything about an ice bath. So uh, the vitriol coming from North Melbourne would have started regardless of, of me stirring the pot, to sort of use uh, Kingy's reference there. Uh, so I just wanted to say that I, I think the North Melbourne fans have got selective memories, and David King is one of those. Um, any but Way before there was any reference to ice bars. And just just the other thing on, on North Melbourne. I mean, they're, they're amazing how they love to deflect on this. This is a club that's won 11 games in four years and yes, I use the ice bath as a reference, but the way they treated and managed their best and most talented player since Wayne Carey, they need to absolve some blame in that. How many times did you see a North Melbourne figure put their arms around Jason Horn francis like Ken Hinckley did on the weekend? I didn't see it. So North Melbourne can escape any blame and, and they can ignore the treatment that they gave one of their best players and the lack of development that they put in and time and care and love that he needed. And it wasn't just the ice bath, of course, but that was a reference point as to how poorly they managed their most talented player since Wayne Carey. Bucks, over to you. Your thoughts? Well, can I say it's got, it shouldn't have anything to do with the media or the personalities within it. It, should have, it shouldn't have anything to do with you. It shouldn't have anything to do with Kingy, who has North Melbourne... Um, blood coursing through his veins and you who have Port Adelaide blood coursing through your your veins, in the end, you're going to be biased towards the connections that you have. Um, and in between it all is this kid who, who as Ken Hink Hinkley rightfully says, has every right to 
uh, develop and grow as a footballer um, and at his own time and in his own way. He's a, he is a prodigious talent and he, he has got rough edges and everyone's going to have an opinion of that and you're, you're entitled to your opinion. So that was at the start of the day on uh, SEN, on SEN Breakfast. You can go back and listen to the whole podcast of the show with uh, Kane and Bucks always kicking off the week, of course, uh, Gary and Tim uh, back this week and Kingy and Kane a little bit uh, later in the week uh, to uh, kick off the day on SEN. On the back of Ken Hinckley really sticking up for Jason Horn francis across the weekend after Port Adelaide's win against uh, the Bulldogs. Oh, no, same as it was about Todd, about any of the young players or any player out there who... Um who had some challenges. I mean, Jason Horn francis is 19. Some part of it's really annoying me about the way people are treating him. It's annoying me. Um, he's never going to play four quarters every week. He's 19-year-old. If you're treating my 19-year-old son the way some people treated, have treated him, I'd be embarrassed by my, by my performance if I was those people. I think it's been really unfair. The kid made a courageous decision to come home. Let the kid play footy. He's 19. Is that the booing you're talking about tonight? I'm talking about lots of things. I'm talking about people who write stories every week, talk stories every week, and I'm talking about the treatment that they gave him at times tonight without making a big deal of it. The kid's trying. He's given his best. It's 19. Stop treating him like he's 28 and treat the kid with some respect. And I tell you what, some people who put pressure on kids in this game need to have a good hard look at themselves. Hmm? Has he been affected by it? No, great, great credit to him. Great credit to him. He, he just wants to play good footy. He's happy being home. Good on him. So they were the strong thoughts of the coach. No surprise. He's a coach uh, going into bat for their uh, player. And there's been a lot of commentary, obviously, around uh, Jason Horn francis his impact, his decision after a year as the number one draft pick to uh, make the call and uh, go home. So he is uh, heavily, uh, heavily scrutinised. Uh, some of the news of the day, Essendon confirming they will challenge the one-match ban handed to Zach Merritt in the win against Melbourne over the weekend. So Merritt copped a week for his sling tackle on Tom Sparrow. Essendon will want uh, Merritt, of course, to be free uh, for Anzac Day against Collingwood. Uh, Shaping up is a huge clash, isn't it? Uh, second versus third, both on uh, 16 points on the AFL ladder. So we'll see how that one uh, plays out during the week. If you've got a thought on that, uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six for mine, I probably think he's going to struggle uh, to... Uh, have that one-match ban overturned. Uh, Sydney's uh, Joel Amati set to miss an extended amount of time on the sidelines after suffering a severe hamstring injury in the 44-point win against the Tigers on Friday night. So he went for scans, expected to be out till uh, round 12. And we know that Richmond and Sydney came into that match with just a ton of injuries uh, between that pair. It is um, you know, certainly from a Richmond uh, perspective. Three losses in a row, mounting injury list. A lot of questions about... The captain, I know David King was quite strong on that earlier today with Jared Waitley about the future of Trent Cotchin. Eight games shy of uh, 300, but not having the impact that Richmond need him to have in the uh, the veteran part of his uh, career. And where best do you play him? I mean, you you can't gift games. I mean, certainly in uh, Cotchin's case, you've earned respect over a long period, three-time premiership captain and everything he's done. But right now, Richmond... Uh, their season is spiralling pretty quickly and they can't afford to carry any players. So it's a fascinating watch at the moment uh, trying to deal with the players at the back end of their career. In the NBL, uh, massive news coming through uh, via uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, their star, Josh Giddy, confirming, of course, 
uh, that Luke Travers has signed a three-year deal with Melbourne United for NBL season 2024. Travers was uh, pick 56 in the 2022 NBA draft uh, to Cleveland, who was sent back to spend a season with the Perth Wildcats. Uh, Travers telling ESPN it's uh, the uh, track record they have of developing guys to the NBA. That was um, fairly appetising for me. That's where I want to get to. It's the culture that's been built there. You see it when you play them. Uh, Dean's uh, been a focal point at that. And uh, speaking to him through it all, what he wanted to do with me and his plans for my development, but also to win games at the same time, uh, that was the big deciding factor for it all. So Travers, uh, of course, uh, joins a pretty good uh, list that's been put together, uh, the roster for Melbourne United for the new uh, NBL uh, season. So that news, of course, coming through today. Just on the uh, temper text, good thing we can have uh, suburban grounds for this gather round, but there's no practicality of clubs uh, losing their home and away revenues for nostalgic reasons for fan groups representing less than 10% of all fans are thought of AG. I mean, look, footy's come a long way. AG, we know it's never going to go back uh, to those uh, days uh, of suburban footy, but I just think there's still uh, a time when we can have that. And I mean, the South Australian government obviously poured a hell of a lot of money into uh, making gather round happen uh, and making sure that those clubs who were playing at neutral venues as home games uh, were not going to lose a significant amount of income. So all those deals are done uh, to be signed off uh, by the AFL, by the Players Association. Uh, the clubs had to be happy with the deal as well. If you're going to make this, uh, and it looks like gather round is now going to really gather some momentum, pardon the pun, for the next uh, possible decade. We're going to go for another three years in Adelaide and then Perth and Brisbane and Sydney uh, will get their turn. So on the back of the success, it looks like it's here to stay and the clubs will be uh, compensated accordingly. Uh, gather around three years more, just in time for the Tasmanian Devils entering the AFL 2027. Gather around in Tassie. Well, I think, you know, certainly if Tassie get into the AFL competition, which looks like it's certainly going to be signed off in the next period of time, that uh, they'll get their turn uh, as well. So plenty coming through on the text. We'll uh, take a break. We'll come back with our wrap of the day here on the Macca's Run. Your call's on the Harcourt's open line, one 736 736 a text. That's on the temper text, 0433 You can join us on this uh, Monday night. The new sound of chasing, pacing and racing. You can find it at 1593 AM. Pick up 40 Chicken McNuggets and Tangy Cajun Sauce at Macca's drive Through today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Brett Phillips in the chair on this uh, Monday night for the Macca's Run. one 736 736 on the Harcourt's uh, open line. Temper text, plenty coming through. 0433981116. Have 25 rounds in the year. Teams still keep 11 home and away games, but the AFL gets 27 games every year to do things like gather round. Play more in places, uh, the NT and Tassie, a showdown, derbies can come to Melbourne, play at suburban grounds, take it to China, the USA, India, or wherever. No one loses home games and the AFL gets the money from governments to have these events. Gather round in Victoria, traditional grounds should happen, bring it on, back to Princess Park, Western Oval, Moorabbin, Windy Hill, Victoria Park, Glenferry Oval. I don't live too far uh, from Glenferry Oval. The sardine tin, as it was affectionately referred to, all those uh, years ago. And I, every time I go there, 
I think, how on earth did uh, footy get played? It is uh, it is compact. Thank you, Dean. Uh, Rowan here. I remember being put on the scoreboard at the Junction Oval watching uh, the Roys. Uh, it was only seven great memories. Also got trampled on by a police horse when Bernie kicked his 100th goal, then got walked across the boundary line until they found my mother. Great days. Uh, thank you, Rowan, for uh, reflecting on the uh, Junction Oval. Have a traditional state of origin Lightning State, not allies, Carnival using regional suburban grounds. Uh, NOLA uh, with some thoughts on the temper text uh, tonight. So we mentioned uh, Zach Merritt, Tribunal tonight. So Tom Green of the Giants, uh, rough conduct, first offence for his strike on Josh Ward, second quarter, careless conduct, medium impact, high contact, a one-match sanction. Uh, Taylor Adams of Collingwood, uh, rough conduct, first offence against Seb Ross, third quarter, uh, last night at the Adelaide Oval, careless conduct, medium impact and high contact, a one-match ban. And as we um, uh, touched on, uh, Anthony uh, Caminiti, of course, the young saint, uh, striking first offence against Nathan Murphy in the last quarter at the Adelaide Oval yesterday. Intentional conduct, severe impact, high contact, uh, sent directly to the tribunal. So could be looking at four-plus games on the sidelines uh, Young uh, Caminiti has been a real revelation amongst uh, this St Kilda young brigade in the uh, early part of the year. So uh, we'll see how the uh, tribunal uh, does uh, play out. I mentioned uh, Josh Giddy uh, before, just uh, the news around uh, Travis going to uh, Melbourne United. He was on uh, SEM Breakfast today. The star is doing magnificent things. I remember commentating with his dad, Warwick Giddy all those uh, years ago, uh, doing some uh, basketball uh, radio, and Josh Giddy is just lighting up the U.S., he spoke to uh, Kane and Bucks this morning on playing at the World Cup and what it means to uh, represent the Boomers. A lot of Aussies wondering um, whether you'll be available for the Boomers in August at the FIBA World Cup. Will you put your hand up? I will be there, yep. How good. And how, how important is that to you to represent your country? Very important. Um, I mean, you know, as a young kid, especially being in Australia, you see... Um, you know, you grow up, especially as a basketball player, wanting to be a part of, a, a, you know, the green and gold at a World Cup or an Olympic Games. And um, I was no different. You know, I remember, you know, when the Olympics were going on and I was in, I would have been, I think, 12 years old and it was in London. And um, I remember taking, you know, days off school to, to watch, sit there and, and watch those games. And um, I've always dreamt of, you know, playing for the Boomers. And, uh, you know, I've had a couple um, couple brief stints, you know, playing for, for Australia, whether that's juniors or um, with the senior team, you know, a few years back. But um, now that I think Australian talent is as good as it's ever been, um, this World Cup's going to be, you know, probably the most real chance we've ever had um, to win a gold medal. So I'll definitely be there and uh, very excited for it. So that was the voice of Josh Giddy on with uh, Kane and Bucks on SEN Breakfast uh, today. That full interview you can have a listen to, of course, uh, through the podcast, uh, sen.com.au, through the app, however you're getting uh, your podcast, you can go back and certainly have a listen. I mentioned... Close to the top of the Macca's run, how impressed, uh, well, me and everyone else, I think, in the competition with the Adelaide Crows, called their game against Fremantle the week before, sat down Thursday night and watched this young side uh, blossom and win three consecutive games, something they've really struggled to do. Uh, news coming through tonight that one of their young stars, uh, Max uh, Michael Annie, is the Round 5 Rising Star nominee. Been super impressive, this young man. 10 disposals, 90% efficiency, four tackles. He gained 230 metres in the Crows' uh, big 56-point win against uh, Carlton. Since making his debut in round one, he's played on some of the competition's best small forwards, uh, Junior Rioli, uh, Bolton, Walters. 
In round four, he managed to keep Michael Walters goalless, polled five votes in the AFL Coaches Association Player Award. Uh, Michael only played junior football, of course, at uh, Glenunga Rams before joining uh, Norwood in the Sandfall. 191 centimetres, named in the 2022 uh, National Championships, under-18 boys, all-Australian team, selected as a father-son selection at the AFL draft after the Adelaide Crows matched the uh, Swans bid at pick 17. Of course, his father, Jim, uh, played 211 games in the Sandford with Norwood, uh, four premierships in their Halcyon days uh, through the 70s and the 80s, kicked 342 goals. His younger brother, Jack, of course, currently a member of the Adelaide Crows Academy and plays in the under-18s with uh, Norwood. So he's been super impressive off uh, half-back and, of course, in the showdown. Uh, took that big knock, uh, bounced up, and it was uh, welcome to the big time. But he, uh, like all the Crows, are just sort of running on top of the ground at the moment, aren't they? They've been brilliant. But the tests are still to come. Can they turn two, three wins into four, five, a six-match uh, win streak? Nice little break after playing, of course, on Thursday to start gather round, and their injury list is uh, fairly minimal at this stage. So anything we haven't covered here, we'll cover off in the Sporting Capital after uh, 10 o'clock tonight, including some of the best chats of the day. But coming up next... It is always a couple of hours of tennis. The first serve on SEN up next.